we need a catchphrase. Okay, I have another one. All right, let's hear it. Okay, two colorful guys talking about comics. No. Why? Because we don't really keep this as like rated X and colorful means, you know, like colorful language. You mean color rated X? Well, colorful, like, you know, using colorful language, two colorful guys. You know, like, this is mostly a PG-13, PG rates it's a radar. It goes in that range. We never. No, I it. wasn't talking about PG-13 language. Well, you said about, colorful. Like, like uh, we're color, like, like we use a lot of different uh, opinions and like there's lots Next of thing different... is this though too is, this is a podcast. How can they tell if we're colorful or not? They're going to be listening. What about art? Podcast. Art is colorful, Eric. Art Hold is on, not swear I, words. If I can just like. You can because in season yes. two, the it's guest season... is allowed to talk anytime he wants. Yes. So yeah, 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 completely. I'm, yes. I'm going to go by my own rules here because this is season two. This is my third appearance. I, I completely own this podcast now. But I mean, going, going by the logic of color, I mean, this is a podcast primarily about comics. Comics are a visual medium. This is entirely audio. Isn't by that same logic, this is entirely redundant, you know? Okay. Okay. Counter never point. mind on having the guest chime in. I didn't like that. <laughs> and it's not allowed anymore. Okay. Also, you had one. Brian Judge, writer of Crime Killer. Uh, yes. His comics are in black and white, no color. So therefore, it doesn't even work with today's guests. Oh, oh, man, you are you are so off the ball because our, all our tagline our tagline has nothing to do with our guests. It's us. We're the colorful guys. Talking what about else? We have a girl guest. Does that make it even better? Is it no. like... Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it's a little gendered, isn't okay. it? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, my name is. Eric Schwartz, and your name is? Egan Shiner. And together we are? Podcasting. The Wonder Twins? <laughs> What's our podcast name, Mr. Shiner? Oh, you didn't, I mean, you didn't set that up correctly. I said, and together we are. Look, Mr. Sports, I can't read your mind, okay? Together we are podcasting. That's what we're doing. We are technically doing that, but like, what is our specific name of our two-person group? Googly eyes? No, we're not doing improv. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean our podcast. Okay, it's yeah. Dumb Comic Creators. Dumb Comic Creators. Why do we call it Dumb Comic Creators? Why yeah, not I, just I was comic... that for a while. You're the one that named fun. it. And I just said, okay. So why are you asking me? I said, okay, because <laughs> I don't care about names of like things. Like Assuming they're not like offensive or like so bad. I tend not to care. I mean, like the only in name I ever found was entering with was Amazon because Google originally arranged their stuff in alphabetical order. So that's why they chose the name Amazon. So it'd be up to the top. Really? Yep. Really. Google has nothing to do with Amazon. But Google was the number one search engine or it became the number one search engine. Oh, I see. I thought and it so was because it was a bookseller and they were, they were killing off the Amazon. I mean, that was part <laughs> like that became like, like that's why I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. But you ever hear the thing um, semi-related that Hagen does? That um, Hagen does the name um, Hagen does is an American business, uh, but the reason why they're called Hagen does they strategically structured the word so that way it would seem foreign to like any place in the world. <laughs> that because you think like oh this is like 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 a European maybe like you know whatever because it has like those it's like Hagen does it sounds yeah. like, like German or something no it's all nonsense it's, it's oh all just like god. made to sound foreign oh my god it's amazing yeah no I, I love that um, 
Good stuff. Well, I, I guess because we are dumb, Eric. That's all. That yeah. I felt dumb making comics, so I was like, let's do a podcast about making comics. But I don't want anyone to actually think that this will be helpful <laughs> in any way. <laughs> So I call it dumb comic creators. I don't know. I wanted them to know who we were. Well, I also I also kind of like the idea, you know, like I I interpreted it as, you know, like something, something for dummies. I just thought that was like, well, that's trademarks. We can't do comic books for dummies. Oh, know, yeah. So we just, you know, flipped it. You know what? That's that's a, a wink and a, a nose tap, and we'll just leave it at that. So uh, uh, who's our guest today? Karen. We have, we have Karen Judge. Yeah, Karen, Karen Judge. Um, hi, I'm I'm surprisingly a lot not not well, far. Uh, surprisingly, my name's not Karen. My name's Brian. I'm currently using my my mom's computer because my computer has bad internet. Uh, that is not my Mary Chapin Carpenter uh, poster behind <laughs> me. This is this is my bear puppet. This is Duffy. Uh, I got Duffy in Japan. Say hi, Duffy. Hi, Duffy. Hi, Duffy. Shit. Uh, oh, I've got follow-up questions about <laughs> you going to Japan. Uh, where did you visit yeah. in Japan? Huh? Where did you visit in Japan? Um, well, saying sort of like the the major areas, just like a lot of Tokyo and stuff. Um, a lot of my time spent in Japan was just me wandering around the streets, drunk during the day. It was a very fun time in my life, um, and I miss it. So uh, it was. No, I've loved Japan. My brother, um, he's moving to Japan for three. He's gonna be living in Japan three months of the awesome. year going forward. Oh, I also have to bring this up completely unrelated to you, Brian. Mm -hmm. I must apologize to all our viewers and especially my nephew. He <laughs> is seven years old, not eight. Like okay. I insist he was last I time. told you repeatedly and you gaslit me. You gaslit me. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I was wrong. I yeah, was in wrong. our in our last episode, it was a long argument. I mean, really, really long argument. How can that be a long argument? You just, well, because I like knew that. he was seven. He was six all of last year, and then and I was suddenly Eric was reason, like, "He's eight. He's been eight. <laughs> I was convinced for some reason that he is eight. For some reason, like I don't know why, but I was convinced. And then you I'm like, so sure. I was I get, so sure. I even apologized to you. I said, <laughs> I "I'm sorry, Eric. I didn't mean to like." I, I shouldn't be the one to tell you how old your nephew is. And but then apparently I should. Apparently I should be telling you things about defense, your family. Off screen, as soon as I realized I was wrong, I sent you a message apologizing for my mistake. And I was said I was going to own up for my mistake in the next episode, which I am doing. And you are. Yes. You mm -hmm. are. And he did do that. Okay. Yeah, well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Enough about my nephew. We should get back to our great guest, Brian Judge. Your seven-year-old nephew. <laughs> seven-year-old nephew. <laughs> not eight. I say great is like great is what I meant to say. Great, not eight. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Brian, I keep wanting to call you Karen. Yep, you know what? <laughs> Just roll with it. Why not? I, yeah. I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. But I, I keep reading your name um, on the Zoom call because we record on Zoom. And... Uh, yeah. So, uh, Brian, yeah. what have you been up to? Uh, I've been having an interesting week. Uh, I got laid off from my job yesterday. That was really that fun. Uh, yeah, no, that was very unexpected. Uh, yeah, not good. Uh, I mean, I, whatever. I'm, I'm not honestly too worried since I have like things lined up, but uh, it's real sort of kicking the pants. Um, working on a lot of comics. Um, 
it's, for anyone who follows me on Instagram, surely you guys have been noticing. I've been posting a lot of stuff, working on a lot of things. And um, I don't know, especially like now moving forward, I'm probably going to have a little bit more time to work on comics uh, in between like me finding like a better job. But uh, I've, I've been really trying to like sort of sit down and, and push myself with a lot of the stuff I've been doing. And really I've been putting a lot of focus on Rublins, which is the comic that I have like talked a lot about the last time I was here and the yeah. other last time I was here, I'm pretty sure. Um, and really just, you know, figuring out how to do long-term storytelling. Why the fuck do I have a bear popping up my head? I, I don't know. I just sort of <laughs> but, um, it's, it's okay it's if you do. I yeah. feel like we're your therapists tonight. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> no, besides, there's something I've learned that puppets make everything better, no matter what. Oh, this wedding, not going great? Just add a puppet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I, I honestly, I love this little bear puppet. I love him so much. His name is Duffy. Um, and Duffy, yeah. how's your week been? Uh, still have a job? Oh, uh, awkward. <laughs> he's he's a. Oh, he only talks to. Him. He's he's a little he's a little shy. He's a little shy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if he wants to, you know, say goodbye, we won't be offended. He can okay. go to bed late. He has to get up for work in the morning. He does. He is a hardworking bear. He works nine to five, just like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, shoot. What what are we talking about? Um, what have I been doing? Um, yeah, comic wise, yeah. you're you're working on long term storytelling. Yeah, I um, well, sort of with Instagram since I just mostly post there. Since I I just like to make comics. Um, Instagram is structured so that you can only have ten images in a post. And I've been sort of trying to work with that and play to that, the, the advantages of short-term storytelling, but trying to do like a larger story. So the most recent Rublin's comic that I've been doing, for people who don't know, it's a fantasy universe that's actually hardcore sci-fi, but uh, it's going to take years of my life to properly explain. Uh, <laughs> it's a world where you got goblins, you got humans, and that's it. That's the entire premise. It's just goblins and humans, but they call it Rublin's. Not expand on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, okay, you want me to expand on it? I can. I, I can go into, into great detail about the horrifying reproduction of, of Rublins, but I'm I'm not going to for the sanity of everyone here. But um, a couple, I guess like a month ago, uh, I was sort of like, hey, since I, the way that I sort of do my comics is that I have like multiple series running sort of at once. So it's like when I get into a certain mood, I can write something like, I mean, last time I was here, I was talking about crime killer that I was very frustrated with sort of like how stagnant superhero comics medium felt. So here's like the sort of like anarchy and like fun. And this is what I would like to see. Reblins is sort of me circling out of that more like I want to do like the long-term story that has like a beginning, middle and end and, and really like build up a universe. Um, and sort of the, the goal with every like comic is that despite the fact that I can only make a 10 panel story and one of those panels in Instagram is going to be a title card. So it's really like nine, I have nine panels to tell a story, nine mm -hmm. panels in one story. And every single comic that you see is sort of just this chapter in a bigger story that builds on itself and builds on itself and builds on itself. So that's what I've been doing. Wow. Cool. I mean, no, it's great. Um, it's also interesting just, look at crime killer to see different artwork because you have a very just like you specifically have a very distinctive artwork that's kind of I'm, i would not say i would say grungy in a way yeah, no, I, and is 
as I was reading it or rereading it, um, it was very like all of a sudden because like at one point you switch artists and it's just very interesting. It's also interesting because <laughs> you also switch authors too. Yeah, here I got the um, you're talking about Prime Killer Smash Tacular. Before yeah. before we get to the Smash Tacular, uh, just for Grublins, how long yeah. is it gonna go? And um, yeah, how long is it gonna go? Do you have um, an ending? So sort of the way I have Grublins sort of structured is that um, currently we're in sort of this own little storyline or arc, and at the end of the storyline, I'm going to collect it as a book. Grublins, I sort of plan on doing the comic for the rest of my life. Um, okay. Uh, just since I think that'd be sort of like neat and fun, that's where I do a lot of things. But um, the current one, there's this guy called Sporgle, and he he gets a gun, uh, <laughs> and this is sort of the beginning of realizing that time is moving forward but th this is going to have an, an end um i think i have like six more chapters until i'm done um okay i, I really want to like give it time and sort of come up with a good ending since endings are the hardest thing in the world to do so yeah yeah um and is there are there any other artists that you see doing like a similar type of uh instagram long long form comics or there there are but i mean it's usually so the thing again when, when you're on instagram is that it's very limiting um so i i do see people telling stories and doing series but if it's a story um simon hanselman uh meg Moganow is probably the best example there's another artist i forget their it's, it's called dog dog treats oh my god i can't really forget but they, um, during the beginning of the pandemic, they were posting uh, four panel comics uh, and just building on it like every single day as just a thing for them to do since they didn't have anything else to do. So it, I think this idea of using social media, it, it's an emerging idea. Um, there, there are people doing it. Uh, it's just very like, it's, it's difficult to do in, in long chapters, but it, it is something that's happening. And I mean, okay. those are the people that I look up to, sort of. So. Who is the first artist? Simon Hanselman. Simon Hanselman. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, and uh, is it, in your eyes, is it similar or dissimilar from like Sunday comics or like like a daily newspaper comic type of? Uh, that is a, a really good sort of like point to bring up. And certainly it's, it's the same idea about doing daily installments. Um, I, I think that that's a very, a very good comparison. Um, to be honest, I, I think that's like very like on the nose. Um, and I think that when sorry. It, oh no, that, that's okay. awesome. It's like a really like honestly like smart comparison. Uh, I like to think that it like as time goes by, certain ideas, old ideas become new again. I think that's like the perfect example because I mean I, it's it's hard to put to words sometimes some things are doing, but like that is it is it is a, a newspaper comic like a Dick Tracy story where yeah, like seven yeah. entries, you know, one per week, and then the whole thing at the end. That, that's the perfect way to describe it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering, um, yeah, some of the influences for for this type of work and like, because it's very interesting and time-consuming and it seems like <laughs> it, it's a pain in the ass to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, completely. I hate it. My worst decision was like starting to color my own comics because now <laughs> it takes 10 times longer to finish. Right, but you seem to be like the type of artist that like 
finds the worst, most constricting uh, rules and then tries to like break them and work within them uh, for no reason for nobody's yeah. telling you to do this. You could, you could do a 10 foot by 10 foot comic, you know, with all the chapters on one sheet of paper, uh, you know, and instead you're doing like, like daily nine, nine panel comics to fit it all Pretty in. Much. So, um, yeah. that's, I mean, thank, thanks for that. I, I consider that a compliment saying that I'm doing the useless stuff that no one else wants to and breaking these rules when no one is telling me to. Well, I didn't say um, useless. I said like, oh, like no, my, my bad. Const I, constraining or yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like lots yeah. of people kind of, or lots of artists, some artists are like that. They just love that. Like, I want it to be as hard and difficult as possible because you reach like the highest level of creativity trying to like work within. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's yeah. always been sort of like my outlook is is throw me in to like whatever like the worst situation is and just like work forward since you know I, I do think that like the more that you set goals for yourself and you intentionally limit yourself the more interesting results you have I mean I'm, I'm sort of at the point where like I, I feel confident in my ability to make comics so moving forward I'm trying to like get bigger and bigger by doing bigger things like I've the smashed ocular just to touch on it shortly yeah let's move into it yeah um i, I started doing this book and i said hey uh i want to do a story with this killer crime killer which hey you can buy this uh, right now oneonlycomics.com link is in the description link is in the description yeah yeah make sure to <laughs> comment like and subscribe this video and make sure to leave a thumbs up uh no no but like i started out i think the goal was like um i wanted to do a bigger comic than i've ever done before uh, I wanted to do like a, a 20 page comic since I think that that was the biggest at that point. Um, and then I just kind of kept going forward and forward. And I thought, hey, it'll be fun. I, I've made some friends on Instagram. I'll ask them if they want to do some stories. So I thought, yeah, I'll get like one or two people. Met some really nice people. And, and they did, you know, a couple, a couple stories. So in the beginning, it was like, yeah, maybe 20, maybe like 30, maybe it could be 30 pages. The final thing for this book is it's an 86 page book and I am so like proud of this and every single person, um, all, all of these really amazing people, which you probably can't see because of the glare, but like I, it, it was just so nice and wonderful to find people who were like, yeah, I enjoy what you do and I want to support you and I want to do a story for this. And I, that's sort of like moving forward is I want to like start building communities and bringing people together, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Prime Killer was, I, I, it's probably my most favorite thing I've ever done, so. It shows, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so, Eric, could you describe this uh, comic for our listeners? Oh, please do. I want to hear you describe it. Okay, so how I describe Crime Killer is he took Superman, Batman, and uh the red hood and the joker combine them all together <laughs> in that like he will stop crime he hates crime but he's got no problem killing the person if they even think he's committing any crime like he'll go out of his way to make to find somebody committing his crime committing his crimes and kill them in very not in very ghoulish and devilish and bloody fashions this would be the it reminded me of Crossed, if you've ever read those comic book series, the way he would kill them, which is very explicit. I, I have not, but I, I think that is a very good way to describe Crime Killer. So, 
I I want to also point out that he's kind of omnipotent. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, he yep, that's to know exactly where people are at all times, and like he's and like they're like, uh, you know, nobody can stop me, and there's no reason for him to be there. There's no detective work in these comics. He he's not listed as a the world's greatest detective. Like no, he, he didn't hear that shit. Even um, though he's like a sort of a Batman referenced, you know, character. Yeah. Uh, Literally in one episode, he rips off a guy's head who's called the yeah. gunslinger or the gun nuts and throws his head and stops a crime in a completely different location by knocking off by using to like knocking off that bank robber's head. Yeah. And like, so there's definitely some elements of him being some sort of demigod. Yeah, yeah, I, that, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, I have like my own sort of like internal rules for the character, um, and one of them is that he is an unstoppable force, and that like he he is he might as well be like a god, but he's he's not like um, he is an unstoppable force. And one of the rules in the crime killer can never like be beaten. He must always win. He must always like, kill. But um, a lot of the fun with, like, making Synthology and bringing so many people is that I really just said, like, you guys could do whatever you want um, and seeing how they handle. There's this one unspoken sort of rule of the character is that he has, he has his, his whole can, which is his, like, I don't really know if it gives him powers or, or like, anything like that, to be completely honest. But, like, <laughs> like some, some, like, old 70s, like, giant robot animes, like, they'll fire out their hand as a weapon. Um, that's always the coolest thing to me, and he does that, but I don't know if he has, like, a hand underneath that, or if he's, like, firing out his fist. No, what uh, I, what <laughs> I thought that was, let me, here's my hot take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he, well, first of all, I think he's a little challenged, like, and I think he went to the supermarket and literally bought a, a Hulk hand, like, yeah. that, kid, that kids can buy, mm -hmm. and he just carries that around with him as, like, a, it's it has the words Hulk on it to me. Yeah, you know it's like a trademarked, literally yeah, Marvel the, brand. Yeah, the Marvel yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. It, it has nothing to do with his stopping crime. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like it's he doesn't like have an or like Carpenter doesn't have an origin story. Like none, none of this like sort of makes sense. Like there's no there's no reason why anything sort of happens. But I yeah. mean that's sort of the fun of like when I when I got like how many people I did just like ten different people to do stories. He's like, hey, um, do you guys think he has like a hand? Like, like, do you think that he could be like shot? Like, I don't, I don't know what I believe. <laughs> but like, it's you have like certain. I think that whenever you write things, I'm using like a little bit of hyperbole now. Like, I have my understanding for that character and sort of how things work. Um, but like, I, it's it's almost like the point of it is that you're never going to see an origin. Like, you're never going to hear why is the whole hand or, or some of that. Well, for now, in like 10 or 15 years, when uh, other artists take over this comic. Oh, they're never going to take over. At, I'm at, not. at DC <laughs> or at Marvel, you know, after you sell it. Uh, oh, I'm definitely going to sell it. That, that is true. So, you know then what? We'll, then off. we'll get like the death of Crime Killer and we'll get uh, mm -hmm. Crime That's Killer origins. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fun. Oh, shoot. I would love to do Crime I, Killer year one. I really hope it's like his origins just like. Mm, someone stole like a st I stole like my hood my hood ornament for my car. Time to go kill everybody. That's all it is. Like nothing special. Well, he's like that'd watching. Be, he's like watching Dexter, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, so if I want to kill people, 
and I kill bad guys, it's okay. <laughs> I also love I love the fact though too that like no one like there's another thing is that no one's allowed to take pictures of him. That's uh from the comic. Uh, not to spoil, but also that like no one seems to have a problem with him just going around killing people. Like even like just natural people, like, yeah, it just happens. It's weird. I, mean, I think everyone is sort of just like too scared to say anything. No, like, everyone's like, oh fuck, I do not want to like talk to this guy. Just please, please, just just don't cross my path. Um, I, 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 I there are like some ideas I, I do have left for Crime Killer. Um, I think I don't know if this is like something I could like do an infinite amount of, or if there's like a finite amount of stories, but. One of them is like Crime Killer the movie, which would be a comic book about like if if someone did make like hypothetically if I did sell the rights or whatever and make like an intentionally bad story that does everything I hate in it, where <laughs> where it's like you know Crime Killer was just a regular guy, but then he had a wife who was killed by the mafia, and like just make like a really generic bad and it's story. and it's Ryan Reynolds, it has to be. yeah. No, yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds it's doing all that stuff. It's like, but one day he saw a fist and then he used that fist to kill people. Like, and this is how he got this. But then like have the end of it be like the end of the comic is that like the end credits like pop up and you see the real crime killer in like a movie theater watching a movie of himself. And then he goes to the producers and he kills them. You know, like do something like that. Like say, you, what the fuck did you do to me? This isn't, this isn't my movie. You cast Ryan Reynolds? What are you doing? Nice. Josh Brolin uh, would play him. What very, uh, very Jane Salem Bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am. I am just describing Jane Salem Bob, aren't I? Uh, strike back, right? Strike back, yeah. But uh, but it's not a bad trope. It's yeah, <laughs> it's what the character would want. They do it in Gremlins too. I mean, it's a good trope. It's done before. Yeah, and you know, Gremlins too, one of the greatest movies to ever exist. Yeah, um, the I wanted to m- mention the Neil Adams Odyssey beginning to this comic, uh, yeah. like the quotes of like, you know, where like the beginning of that comic or like multiple chapters start with like naked half naked Batman Bruce Wayne like telling you the story. You know, Do you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, if, if there's ever like a better comic to read and just be confused at, it's, it's <laughs> Neil Adams' Batman Odyssey. And yeah, yeah, his Superman one, The Trial of the Superman, whatever it was called. Neil Adams is, is a great writer, but not for the right reasons at all. He is a crazy, crazy person. Is The Trial of Superman good too? I haven't. It is, it is just as bonkers crazy. Um, oh, good. Okay. It's like he goes to the Middle East and <laughs> Dark Side is there and. <laughs> oh god i wish i could say all i remember is this seemed like someone like gets teleported i think i think it's superman befriends like like a small like kid in, in afghanistan and then the kid says go go power rangers and then gets teleported somewhere it's like it's nonsense um oh my god but it's it's great so what's it called the coming of the superman coming of the superman trial of the superman i, I think i have like a poster of it somewhere i i have to okay find it i'll have to check it out because he did a lot of covers so it's actually yeah. kind of hard to find the things he wrote um because wasn't he was a yeah he's an artist too right yeah no, yeah, he yeah. Was, um he's an interesting guy um i've been going through like just like complex stories going through the back ends and he has this like i want to say his own like series or, or um publishing thing i think like there was a point in time where he was like 
making his own comics. He had his own like universe going on, but he would do the art for like four books at once and like wow. no one talks about it. And like the art was pretty good. <laughs> the art's amazing. Yeah. Although yeah. Redi- also ridiculous. He, <laughs> he does not use like body structure or <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm all for it. You know he's like these muscles support muscles. <laughs> <laughs> these muscles are lifting muscles uh yeah um yeah so i like that reference in in crime killer for sure because it it kind of like uh tied the anthology together is it would you call this an anthology eric yeah or, i would be i mean like the stories are like are they're separate stories but they have the same character i mean okay I, there's not, I don't think there's like some large overarching like supervillain that Crime Killer wouldn't just kill. Like, I mean, yeah, Crime Killer would be a very odd episodic weekly show just because it'd be like, and this guy's dead. Like, all right, <laughs> we don't have this guy. I, I haven't actually thought about pitching this. Adult Swim has a really good live stream um, where the entire premise of it is that anyone can pitch their own show to Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see a lot of just horrible pitches on that show, but they, they take it serious. And they say like, oh, you know, this is why your show is a bad idea. This is why your show, you know, might be good, you know, expanding on it. Like what's the potential for a series? So there is actually a like two minute long crime killer uh, episode one, like animatic that I have. That oh I'm yeah. Pitching to them. Oh, <laughs> we gotta oh, see wow. it. We have to see that, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try to, I, it might be uploaded online. I think that I'm like, I just, I think I finished everything, but forgot to add in the dialogue or something. That's something I gotta find. Um, but yeah, no, um, I would love to do it. Honestly, I think I could do like a crime killer series for like for one season, maybe. I, I don't know. Ah, crime killer animation voice test. It it might be that. So it, it's also gonna be really rough. So. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, it's on YouTube. Crime awesome. killer animation voice test uh i'm not sure if this is an animatic but it seems like it's just the stills is that what you mean yeah well i sort of just like i took oh i see okay and i i was really lazy with it so because animation is so mind-bendingly difficult to do and oh yeah takes up so much time and i just thought hey if i already have the comic panels i could just make that into animation nice so now you really can you have to actually put effort into that Wait, do you draw everything by hand? Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so if you if you use Dragon Frame, some of that animation would be easier by hand. Yeah. Than digitally. Yeah. Which you could do because you can just draw it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, that would be a. You know what else? Um, Adult Swim has comics on their site. And you can yeah. you can um, apply to be a comic artist on their site. I should I should really like think about doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, your stuff fits in really well with that. Oh, thank you. Especially now, hey, I don't have a job. I don't have anything else to do. I might as well make comics for God's win. So yeah, seriously, um, for real. Yeah, they have. Yeah, it's adultswim.com/comics in case anyone wants to find it. Any of our listeners. Um, but yeah, there's some really good there's some really good comics on there too. They would probably love Crime Killer, to be honest. Would, I mean, this I like, was like, I was reading said, like, it and thinking it should be is, like this would be perfect because like, um, in the same way that X Cop was great at Adult Swim, I think Crime Killer would be great for Adult Swim. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? It's it's something that I have to like um, pitch to them. Uh, I mean, I, I do have like the animatic or whatever you want to call it pilot um, of episode one done. So I, I might as well just go ahead and send it to them. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really lose a whole lot from doing that. I look forward to hearing about that, seeing that as well. Uh, Andy Buandi is saying, hell yeah, Brian. And oh yeah, the Adult Swim development meeting streams were great. Well, awesome. Hey there, hey there, Andy. How's it going? Didn't see you for a second there. Uh, I just also jumped on to your Twitch stream since I was on a different computer a second ago. Um, but yeah, no, I should I should go do that. Hey, Andy, want to go help me make an episode too? You can go and do all the art. I'll take all the credit. <laughs> he says hello. Uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy's great. Um, I'm, I'm putting together, like I was sort of talking about before, I'm doing a, a much like larger anthology right now. Um, sort of like seeing if I can. And Andy has done the cover and is submitting a story for it. And he's doing really fucking great work. Uh, honestly, he should be he should be up here talking about me. But, um, exciting stuff in the future. And Andy, you rule. So. Oh, he he says X Cup was Fox. Oh, X Cup was Fox. I'm pretty sure it was Fox too because they had that weird. I I never watched you watch it. I I read the comic book series. I never actually watched the TV show. <laughs> Wait, did you say Andy should be talking about your comics, Brian? Yeah, you don't talk it. Why not? Hey, Andy, what, what do you have to say about Crime Killer and Rebels? You have anything to say, Andy? Uh, okay. Well, it's a little delayed, I think, so okay. it's, it's going to be a slow, uh, in between. That's okay. Yeah. It means, it means he has all the time in the world to, to compile his thoughts together. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what, what's the anthology that you're working on right now? Um, it is a book, it's comic book, but, um, it's like X O M I K B a U with, a with the, the dots over it in another K. So it, it, it's like, it's, I guess, Zomic book, but I've, I've just been calling it comic book. Um, okay. I, it's going to be by far the biggest thing I've ever made. Um, 32 different people involved with it. And it's gonna be like 120 pages. It's, it's just, I thought, hey, you know, it'd be fun. And I'm just gonna say, whoever wants to go submit a, a story to this anthology I'm making, go ahead. I thought it was gonna be 32 pages. Turns out it's gonna be like, Four times that size, um, and there's is it no a crime killer. Or what is it? Is it? No, no. It's like completely just like, hey, if you have an idea for a story, just send me it. I, I want to hear because like I, I know it's like to when like an anthology comes out, like submitting a story to it. It really sucks when people say that like your story, we can't really run it. You know, it's too like out there or like pe- people will say weird things about your story, and it, it, it hurts to be honest. Like having someone you know being rejected from a, a book. And then all they say is like, your work is too cartoony or uh, can you do like more like normal comics? What does a normal comic look like? I, I, I don't know what a normal comic looks like. I, I can't tell you what a normal thing is just because it's, it is such a varied medium. I mean, normal could be manga. Normal could be very generic superheroes. It could be a billion different things. It could be peanuts. It could be, you know, Sunday comic scripts. And I just wanted to say, hey, here is like a thing that anyone can submit to. I'm not going to turn anyone down because I think it's really, I think, I think it's important for someone to get into a book and like say 
to tell someone like, Hey, I'm going to be able to like run your story and, and, and give them that for like that first place where they can get published inside that. I think that does matter a lot to people. It can really like change, I guess, their life. If you want to get super dramatic, but like it, it makes you feel good and it makes you want to like continue doing art. So the entire basis for this anthology is I'm not telling anyone no. They can do whatever story they want. It can be whatever they want. And I'm not going to, you know, they, some stories, I will be honest, they look, uh, <laughs> look really great. They have really tremendous artwork and are, are like watercolored or like so much time and dedication is put into them. Some other stories look very interesting and they, I love them because of that. And I think that they are all equally of merit and that's the most positive way I'm going to say it. But like, no, tr truthfully though, like I do think like, so you're saying you're saying there's a comic book anthology out there that Eric could draw a comic and get into? I am saying that Eric, <laughs> if if you got in during that moment when I was accepting submissions, that I would oh, oh you missed it, Eric. That's uh, the only reason. Well, have you seen my artwork? I mean, I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't care. I'll, I I I would have printed it. I mean, hey, you know. Um, I don't know where I put it, but. The artwork that I had, like Keegan thinks it's the most hilarious thing in the world. I took I took Batman's face and turned it into a pumpkin because I can't draw faces. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Eric. I, I can still there is technically one space left in this whole book for me to like put things in. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be big, but I, I will give you my word. If you want to just like email me that file, that JPEG, whatever, I will I will put it in the book. So All right. We're I, don't in. Think, I, I don't know where I put it. So Keegan, I think it's on you to find it. We're oh, in. Okay. We're in there. Let me just pass the buck, man. Now, now it's just time. Well, no, because so <laughs> for the artwork that I've only artwork I've ever drawn for this show, we all had to submit it to Keegan because he was because then he was sharing it with everyone. Okay, okay. And again, I don't. I'm not a good artist. Like Andy Buandi was a fantastic artist. My niece he actually he did the December drawdown with us. When, oh, awesome! When we were doing it. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh he would draw the actual comic and we would try and draw. And mm -hmm. uh yeah. My niece Chloe, fantastic artist. Me. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, hell yeah, put it in. The book is really crazy. <laughs> it is. And and again, Andy, you did an amazing job with the cover. Um, I know right now I'm just talking about a non-existent book that neither of you have even seen, but yeah, it is it's something I'm very excited about. No, seriously, we'll get everyone in to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, get all, all, all thirty people. We'll get all your artists. We'll get all your artists in. Like you can do an entire submitted. season. Season yeah. three is just going to be about the Zomic book. The Zomic book. Cool. Okay. So it's not a real word, right? Zomic. Nope. No. Okay. I'm going for like a real, like sort of. I don't know. I... Hagen Das situation. <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah, it, it, it's Hagen Das. It's a it's a Hagen Das book. Funny you should mention Hagen Das. Uh, <laughs> I got a great story about Hagen Das. You know yeah, that? no, actually, I planned this all in advance. Yeah, I had that story in my pocket for a reason. Um, now, there, uh, I, I have some ideas for like, I, I always thought, like, hey, if I ever like made a, a book, these are things that I would do. And one of the things I always want to do, and, and this is still like something I, I want to continue, is give things like a nonsensical, incoherent, incomprehensible name. Um, like Zomic book where there's no proper way to like uh, say it, which is probably like a bad idea because then how do you have like word of mouth for something where people don't know what to say? But, Zomic um, book. I mean, yeah, it's very yeah. easy to say. <laughs> Zomic book. It ends up being, it ends up working out, you know? 
But I will say though, if if there is an issue too, like I, I'm not planning right now for like any future issues for this. It's just making the wires so difficult and time consuming. But if I, if I were to do like future issues, the running gag is going to be that every issue is a different title. Like if you're never going to see Zonic <laughs> book again. Like number two is going to be called. Um, oh no. <laughs> yes, everything was was one of the titles. Um, we have like a whole list of names about like what are we going to call this. Um, I feel like some of the like circumcision comics, like just like dumb, dumb things. Uh, that's you know, that's what I want to do. No, no rhyme or reason. Uh, what is your uh, business model? <laughs> uh, I don't have one. I I just do things that I think are funny and hope that I make money and I never do. Cool. Um, I uh, I didn't lead with that question. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. I mean, to, to be honest, I. I, I, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask because people do anthologies like that, and then they do a Kickstarter, to to like raise the money to print them. And that's is a that, very smart idea that I should be doing. Is uh, that something that you you might do in the future? You think, or I mean, it sounds like this is all like a real passion, you know, um, which is great. Which is yeah. great. Passion is super important, or else people don't get their comics into a book, like you were yeah. just saying. So I I was just wondering. Um, have you ever thought of doing something like that? I It is something that I'm considering doing. And every day it's sort of like, I really should be doing a Kickstarter or like some form of like crowdsourcing for this. Um, I, a part of me really just wants to say that like, I am able to take like full ownership of this and being able to finance the book. It, it means something to me. And I mean, that may not be something I'm able to do. I mean, even from the very beginning, forget about like being laid off or anything like that. Um, Right. I, I saved up an amount of money to print the book when it was going to be 32 pages, which would be a lot less expensive. <laughs> um, but I, I saved up like $200. Printing a 120-page book with 30 contributors, mailing them copies. It's, it's $200 would be like one-tenth of like the amount it would cost, you know? Like it, it's, well, yeah. I mean, I do you know much about book printing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, okay. I know, like, a, I, this is like something that I, and I have like, um, hopefully, Ratness Printing, who are a great, great group of people. Uh, they can help me uh, with printing on it. They're going to be hopefully printing the book. Um, like, I, I, it's sort of a thing of like, make up some crowdsourcing. Um, I, I personally don't want to do it just because it, it puts stress on me because then it like sort of like says, I have to do this because now on top of everyone else, there's like money involved. And when, when money's involved and there's people, it just, it makes things stressful because I, I'm a pretty honest and sincere person. And I, it makes me feel bad if I'm not able to like deliver and, and do that. Um, so that's why I sort of been avoiding Kickstarter, but it is something I'm going to have to do for this probably. So for this, uh, for this project. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think like right now, I'm, I'm going to do uh, an Indiegogo and have every contributor. I, I've, I've asked and I've sort of like said to everyone like, hey, this is going to cost money. And I'm, I'm still going to be putting as much money as I can into this, but I'm, I'm going to contributors and saying like, hey, whoever wants to donate money, there's no obligation. But if you want to, it's going to be there. So I, I think we might have enough just by that. Um, I'm hoping that. But if, if it turns out, you know, not, then I'm going to have to go to Kickstarter. But hey, maybe that's a good thing because then you know my work gets out there and all that. But honestly, I'm not worried. I'm well, not I'm, o I'm only asking because uh, uh, 
say the Kickstarter campaign was very successful or like moderately yeah. successful, and suddenly you were going from printing 30 people's story. I forget how about yeah. 30 people are contributing. Yeah. 30 books is a lot more expensive than printing 300 books mm -hmm. um, because the more you print, the cheaper it gets, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that's all I was asking for is, um, and especially if you, if you don't go through like necessarily like a local print shop, but like if, if you have a, a larger order, sometimes you go through like a, yeah. Uh, yeah. A wholesaler. I forget what they're called, but yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah. The cost of production decreases with every like hundred or so. Um, yeah, no, completely. Uh, I, I, again, like, I, I haven't <laughs> looked into it as much as I, as I really should. Uh, but I, I, I think, I think I am going to go for it on Kickstarter. Like, I think that is something I'm going to do. This is just sort of like, again, a lot of changes in my life very recently. Um, but hopefully, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no. Well, I mean, to be honest here too, like I uh, just had a, a kid, a baby. Awesome. And Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And so, uh, and then we, we just moved. So I went from like full-time job yeah. from my comic, you know, like, uh, having time to do things like this, mm -hmm. uh, to like no time, no money, you know, and like, and suddenly Kickstarter is like the siren calling, you know, mm -hmm. like how, how can I still do this and like raise a family? So, mm -hmm. uh, so, um, that's why I was asking, but, um, yeah. But I understand completely on, on the, we just talked about Kickstarter last week, right, Eric? And uh, yeah. I understand like completely the flip side of like doing these Kickstarters is that you want to deliver and it's, it's like a lot of pressure to like get out. And yeah. it's a lot of logistics that are like take away time from drawing and writing and like doing things that you want to do. And it's like, yeah, it's stressful and it's not fun, you know? <laughs> it's the part that's not fun. Yeah. I think like everyone sort of operates differently when it comes to when it comes to that. I mean, I'm I'm this weird a little bit of an anomaly in that way where like I could never do a, a Patreon because I can I know I can make like two Brooklyn's comics a week, but the second if I made a Patreon, just just the pressure in, in my head about like, <laughs> can I deliver then I, then I would never be able to make a comic again, you know? Like, right. The idea is that you bring down all of a sudden you just disappear. Like, even the ones like, <laughs> I've got this mapped out for six issues. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> but I can say, uh, to your benefit, you are the artist, and Kickstarters are going to be a lot easier for you to, like, add, like, little things, you know, to different yeah. backing levers, levels, like... Writers could ne never do that, like without the artist saying, "Yes, I can do that stuff." You know, like just, personalized right. like notes, like or like original pieces of artwork, stuff like that. Right, yeah. we can't do original pieces of artwork. They look like pumpkin heads. You know, it's just not. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm the one guy who says, "Give me that pumpkin head." Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like yeah. two yeah, sides no, of the story, which is really interesting. It's two sides of the story, like. We had guys on last week that were like, this is our Kickstarter. We're really hoping it works. And like, mm -hmm. here's why we're doing it. And you're like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm also like a little bit stubborn when it comes to that, you know, um, 
I mean, honestly, also a little bit of my worries, like if I do Kickstarter, will I get like too obsessed with the idea of like having goals and like, because I can tell you right off the bat, I mean, 10 like Kickstarter goals I'd like to do, like, oh yeah, it'd be great to make like a poster, it'd be great to like to do uh, stickers and a button, and then maybe like do resin cast and toys, maybe do like 3D prints, maybe do like this, maybe do that, maybe have like a different book, a hardcover book, a softcover book, maybe it could be like a different oh PDF, like, like a billion <laughs> different things. Um, but like, hey, I know how to do like a lot of stuff, but, like, Am I setting my goals too big there? Like, is this? Yeah, know? just have three backer levels, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, just no, just no. because you're being nice, support it just because you're being nice. Uh, <laughs> we print you a book and we print you a book and you get a sticker and just <laughs> leave it at that. Leave it at those I three. <laughs> I, I, can't, I cannot do that. I will say one of my like new hobbies is because um, I, I do a little bit of research on Kickstarter just so I can sort of know. Um, I, I love looking at bad Kickstarters for, for projects because, you know, what it's amazing. Like, you feel like, oh, this makes sense. Like, I personally, like, everything's going to be different. But if you want to make a Kickstarter for a comic book that isn't, like, going to be an ongoing series, I feel like, you know, it makes sense to have, like, all the art done. Like, or at least, yeah. like, have the people. Like, there's, there's a little bit too many, like, Kickstarter projects where like, I'm I'm a writer. Uh, I've never drawn. I don't know how much it costs to like hire an artist. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna draw it. I don't have the script done. Uh, this is just something I want to do. Can I have like ten thousand dollars? It's like no, fuck no. You're not gonna get that money. What are you talking? About? I have a thought inside my head. It isn't fleshed out yet, but it's there, and I think I can make some. I, if I get money for it, I'll be grateful. What's What's the idea? Well, I mean, you know, it's sort of like an idea. Um, I, 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 see it a, I see it as a superhero, and he's going to be fighting some bad guys. Um, oh, well, shit. Well, that's, that is way too not, difficult. Uh, not I, gotta, I, gotta take this exactly I got. I am. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I just, I, I love that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Me too. Yeah. Honestly, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they're funded, which is the, the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? If that guy can do it, hey, I guess maybe I can too. So maybe I should uh, change my attitude. Right. Um, and then there were, I don't want to call anyone out, but then there's like, there's Kickstarters for comics and they look really legit, but it's like their first Kickstarter and it's still $10,000. It's like a lot of money, you know, yeah. for people to not know what they're getting, you know? I don't know. Um, well, I think that like with that, um, $10,000, I mean, everything's going to be different and whether or not they're legit or not. I mean, I think that that is an incredible amount of money uh, because I guess it depends upon who's on board and how many people and if they like, is this going to be issue one or is this like a standalone thing? But that is, that's a way but, too high for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it depends if they're professionals or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Like, is this a guy who's like, I want to do this full time? Then I'm like, okay, 10,000, you know, whatever. That can be, you can convince me if this is like your full time thing. Okay, I'll call them out, but I'm, I'm going to be honest and say that we fully support their Kickstarter. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but the curses guys, Eric, they're, they're one through three issues, right? Kickstarter yeah. campaign. Their goal is 10,000, which I thought was a lot. And, um, and they kind of had over the last couple of days, I mean, they already have $2,000. I mean, the comics, honestly, I would be, I'm upset if it doesn't get 10,000. I thought the comics were fantastic. Right. I really want yeah. the campaign to be yeah. successful. Yeah. yeah. 
Is this uh, uh, curses issue one through three you talk about? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, three issues. I think. I think that's like if it was just the single issue, I would disagree. But like, I can. That's that's a little bit more reasonable to me. Okay. Just just because you know, like doing like three actual issues compared to. I mean, I, I can tell you right now for the book that I'm doing, I, I ran the math with like my current person, and it cost like if I wanted to do sixty issues, it would cost me close to like a thousand to two thousand dollars so okay combine that with like working on it like i i can that that makes more sense to me like i i think i could do like that but if it was just like one issue then no that's that's not that's actually I, I guess the math works out that it needs to be ten thousand with three issues yeah yeah okay it's three issues plus you get a lot of specific stuff with it too i know because they had very specific like goals depending on how much you donate so yeah I mean, hey, you know what? He he got up to uh, two thousand, and that is like just having having like any amount of money for this. I mean, I. But I I think on Kickstarter it's like all or nothing. Like you you either oh, okay. reach your goal or you don't get the money. That's why I believe it is. Yeah, which is why I which is why I was so surprised at that amount because I was like. Get get a successful campaign for your first campaign, you know. Yeah, maybe just have like issue one and then have the goal be like three thousand dollars rather than you know like, like split it up evenly among all three. Um, and I mean, again, everyone has their own different like strategy. It's nerve wracking and it's 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 hard to know, you know. Like, well, I mean, so. I think also a big fear is that like if you say it's if you go too low, that like people are going to stop donating because once you get a certain amount, but you want to go high that like you get get it, but you don't want to go so high that you don't do. And also, like, if you have a specific amount in mind, the perfect world is like, actually, I'm doing this amount because this is how much I calculated, how much it costs yeah. for us to do it and not lose money on it and stuff like that. Yeah. Completely. I mean, again, that's like, that's going to be all stuff that I'm going to have to deal with eventually. Uh, but I, I always think, like, show up day one with like a complete finished project and have everything else be like right off the bat. I can, like, have had like a 30 page book done and then say oh if i get up to blank then you'll get like six more pages of content or something like that like yeah like don't have it be because i feel like if you put the expectation on yourself like i mean right now i mean i was sort of like joking before but like i i could like say hey the entire book's already done uh <laughs> you know like you could already do all this you know uh, I, I just need this amount of money and nothing else and like you can trust me um, <laughs> it's like a, it is also kickstarter is that it's like you have to um, you have to convince people like because that's that's all of it really it's, it's saying like here's my little pitch uh yeah. are you convinced that i can do this am i worth your time am i worth your money you know right it's uh it's interesting stuff what's good about curse comics is because i think they're doing the reverse where they're not where they're not trying to convince people that they can do it they're like We've already done it. We want to keep on. Yeah, doing they it. have three fully completed issues. I mean, they're legit guys. You know, like yeah, they're really. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the goal. I just thought it was high. Like when I was like, "Oh my god, I hope they make it." You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're scared. You're scared that you're scared, but you're excited for them to make it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know they say like the first campaign should be successful so that you can build a following for comics yeah. because Kickstarter comic like all these creators like if you've ever supported a Kickstarter for a comic they email you forever afterwards because they're gonna keep making comics and they keep making Kickstarters for those comics so like 
every if you if you buy issue one, you're gonna get emails for every single issue they make after that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Just for fun, I'm going through Kickstarter right now. I want to see what is what is the what is the worst sort of like pitch I can find? Oh know? yeah. Um, and I think I just found it. Um, <laughs> oh my God, this is, you know, some, some of the stuff you see, I, it's, it's just surprising sometimes the, the quality of art. I'm, I'm not going to like say exactly who this is. Oh, uh, come on. Call them out. We don't mind. Okay. Let's see. In that case, I'm just going to talk shit nonstop. Uh, CMG comics, which this might, this might be from like a child, um, judging by the, the level of illustration. Uh, but this looks like <laughs> MS Paint level crazy. CMG Comics? CMG Comics. Okay, CMG. Yeah. Courage Media Group, LLC. Just looking at this, like, it's, it's a, the, the, the first pick that they have, the only pick that they have is a character who's intentionally blurred out on the front, and then three issues that are in the background that are hard to read, that are also, like, darkened. And it's like instantly your pitch is your, your pitch is that like you're not confident in your own thing that you don't want to show it off. Like what's what's going on there? Uh, I, you see, I can I can do this for hours. It's just like going through this and, and looking at all of them. Um, oh no, this guy is not a child. If you go to his Instagram page, he is he is an adult cool. man. Okay, or okay, I like I like this limited. I also love going through tears. The limited tier, uh, be like Stan Lee and have a cameo of your own in one of these stories. <laughs> Which, yeah, so you want to be like Stan Lee, not the guy who made comics. You want to be Stan Lee, the guy who makes cameos. Like, like the idea that like the concept of a cameo, that's all that Stan Lee is when you talk about comics. That like, oh, he didn't, he didn't like have any other contribution, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, it's 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 stuff like this. It's like why why would I support this? Well, what's the goal for this? Oh, yeah, just seven thousand dollars for for uh, let's see. Does it say how long these books are? Are they part of the same universe? Um, okay, here it is. Zoom is a future-based superhero story where Jeremy Speed is offered the chance of a lifetime to live his dream as a racer, but with a catch, of course. <laughs> like this. Pen Rabbit is a future set sci-fi adventure about a man turned rabbit who searches for the cure to his illness, but in turn learns what it means to be human. Bronco oh, of the North Star is a coming-of-age sci-fi adventure where a robot named Yo-Yo and his human companion, Jace, uh, embark on a quest to reconnect their past and determine their own future. See, so these are, if I support this, do I support all three books? Like, like what, what is this? What, what am I, like, getting into? Like, this is... <laughs> And this is all like why I love again like the one like an Adult Swim show where they just take pitches as big as they get into this. Like, okay, for this pitch right now, forget the fact that the artwork looks like it's drawn by a child in MS Paint. Forget the fact that like this is a grown man doing this. He's asking for an insane amount of money. Just at the pitch alone, I don't know what I'm getting. You know, like there's no single story. It's right. three different things. Like again, when I do my Kickstarter, I hope to God it's going to be clear and concise. Like here it is. Here's the thing. You know, no, no confusion. You support this, you get this one thing. I don't know what the fuck I'm getting when I support CMG Comics. You know. <laughs> and again, I, I could I could just go through these for hours. I I love it. I I really really do. It's just so confusing, isn't it? Yeah. It is. 
and like this is this is just like you know not not even like planning things just like fucking it like out of nothing uh oh man in insecticid number one can ronald p tramp hakeem's coffee loving customer help him discover his powers in time to stop the reptilians oh boy look at look at this it's like another one like Wait, he, he also uses uh he uses um that puppet program that Adobe made um to make videos, I think. Oh, for Insecticid or for CMG? Um I don't know. Podcast episodes. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. Oh, wait, is Adobe this... uses Adobe character character animator to make podcast episodes. Is this wait, is this for CMG Media, the, the MS. Yeah. Where, where do you see uh, the podcast? On YouTube. Let's see. Courage Media Group. Wait, wait, hold on. Where, where'd you find that YouTube? Oh, man. I found, I found I am, Discord. I'm, I'm 100,000 <laughs> miles ahead of you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, clearly you are. I got to know where you're going. No, yeah. He does He does videos on YouTube. On Search for Courage Media Group. Okay. Um, Some of these have a ton of views, though. That's crazy. Well, I mean, without getting too cynical, you can buy bots for that. Um, you see, now, now I want to like, I want to be friends with this guy. I want to be friends with the Courage Media Group guy. Yeah, like, I, I mean, he is a creator. Okay, he has his own YouTube. Uh, let's see. And he he uses puppets that he uh, he makes animated series with. So I can't really find. I don't know where the. Oh, okay. Now, now I see the puppets. Animated series. Yeah, you see. Oh, okay, okay. And oh. then he has just the rest of them are. I guess. Okay, so this this has to be this has to be a bot thing because like this goes from like six views to one point nine thousand views to four hundred fifty nine views to one view. Like this, this has to be. Well, it said he had a large TikTok following, so I'm not sure. Maybe maybe one of his videos blew up on TikTok. And, oh, oh! I see what it is. The one video that has like a lot more—it's a Kickstarter video. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes more sense. So it must be that like he had the Kickstarter video, and then everyone just watched that. I, I guess I don't. This, this is fascinating. <laughs> this guy, this guy is amazing. I, I love him. He's my new hero. Um, right. So like, yeah, I mean, it's looks are deceiving and, and this goes to show that like Kickstarters are not always successful, even if you, uh, you know, put in, I mean, to be completely fair to this guy, he put in a ton of effort on this pitch. Like, yeah. This is well, a lot of, uh, graphics and writing and like, clear, clearly he has ideas, you know? Well, I think, I think the important thing with like pitching and stuff is that, it's it's very important to to have your goals very clear and to make things clear because the the ultimate thing is that like again this is all about convincing convincing me to give you money because I think you can do this I I'm, I'm looking at this right now about the prince because this is in like the the talking about it on, on the Kickstarter page about the prince these aren't prince these are comics but he has them called prince. Each comic is guaranteed to have at least 24 pages. Some will have more depending upon script length. Also, each print <laughs> isn't black and white, unless our stretch goals are hit. Uh, standard novel and full color covers. So right off the bat, like, 
making a comic in black and white and making comic in color are two completely different things because you can make a comic in black and white that's meant to be black and white. You can make yeah. a comic that's yeah. meant to be in color. You know, it, it, those are, in, in addition to pricing, because obviously it's way more expensive to print something in color compared to black and white. Like right off the bat, there's so many like red flags. Like <laughs> each comic is guaranteed to have at least 24 pages, but yeah. some won't. So, <laughs> so there's that, you know? Well, like, yeah, red flag, right. Uh, that's a red flag. Like not understanding printing saying that you know so so let's call this like uh counting his chickens before they roost right it's like yeah he has these ideas for three comics but he needed to get further in the process before he started asking people for money for them well here, here's the smart thing do one comic, like pick one of these three comics yeah that you like the most I would say finish the story in black and white, but draw it in a way that it can be in color, but which is difficult. Like that's a difficult thing. If you're gonna start off with this and you want that to be a thing, have have your story be intentionally, let's say, intentionally black and white, because that'll be cheaper to do. This is gonna be your first thing. Say that you're gonna be 24 pages long. Do do that. You know, give me Bronco of the North Star number one and have every other thing just be about making Bronco number one the best comic it can ever be. It is only going to be 24 pages, let's say. It's not gonna be 24 pages unless I feel like it, you know? Like, like focus on that. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, and he also says there are, there are secret variant covers as well. Take a peek. <laughs> I don't, there's no other covers to, to see. I don't know what those additional covers are. I don't know why it matters that there are variant covers because I don't care about this book because I've never read it before because it doesn't exist yet. Like, you know, it, it's it's nonsense. And I love this. I love this so much. I just I could spend hours looking at it. Wait, so um, so let's let's find one more that didn't get funded. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm I'm sorry. I'm spending way too much time talking. But I, I, I could if you if you ever want to like start a new show that's just talking about Kickstarter comics that didn't um, get I, I funded. Could, <laughs> I, yo, I could definitely do this. These these three channel on YouTube. And I would do that for like video games and stuff. Um, Red Supre or something. I, I forget. Um, but that's all that they would do. Um, let's see. Is there something else? Um, okay. Let's see. Well, this one has a funny title, uh, Shadow Hunt, Enter the Shadow. Shadow Hunt, Enter the Shadow. And yeah, um, oh, this is great. This is, this is a, a good pitch already. Um, so it seems to me that the video is just, there's only one video and it's, I guess, like three pages from the comic book over the course of like a minute and you can't read the comic because it's a video and it's super small and um, <laughs> it's about a guy who's not batman but might as well be batman and okay this this is this is the story hi my name is kang lee i'm a small self-publisher and creator-in-chief at bazookacircus.com we are and then he has in, in parentheses me and myself and i most of the time Basically, a one-man operation of a studio working with freelancer comic artists and other family-oriented assistants to bring new unique characters to life in the form of the entertaining graphic novels that we hope everyone would love and enjoy as we do. So, I mean, hey, 
maybe if you're going to say this, don't say it's a one-man show except for the freelancing comic artist guys that I get to draw this. Maybe tell me who's drawing this. Maybe telling me what you do in this. You know, it's like, it's like, it's basic stuff like that. And it's great to see when people don't do that. For Shadowhunt, enter the shadow. I mean, he's got a thousand dollars supporting and, and, and like, but the problem here was his $10,000 goal. Right? Oh God, another $10,000. Yeah. Like, but okay. The, but the art, the art for this looks good. Like he's got, he's got two levels too. Remember how we joked about three levels, uh, the pledge without reward. He's got only two other levels to pledge $10 for a copy of the comic <laughs> and pledge $20 for two comics. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't mention, he doesn't mention what dragon is. Okay. So if you, if you pledge 20, <laughs> I just realized since this is a podcast, people can't see this. Um, so yeah, again, you pledge $10 and you get a copy of the comic. You, you pledge 20, you get the comic and also Draken Born Dead, our last comic publication. So I guess this guy's already done this. So, so I guess he has a bunch of leftover comics or something that he has printed for whatever Draken is. You know, it's... I'm convinced that he's just like leftover comic strike, going collection, that he got like every little comic strike. I picked these up for a nickel piece. We're good. <laughs> he also in project update day 20 he seems to think that he's gonna get the thousand dollar back that was backed oh you know this is this is interesting <clears throat> oh shoot uh dust went in my mouth fuck um interestingly enough in his uh update thing like he's sharing the artwork for the story yeah like, he's sharing several pages uh, i mean it, it it's 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 very interesting I mean, it's clear that it's getting done in his timeline. Yeah, but works, like, but like, but like, it sounds it sounds in this update, it's like doing okay, I guess, with more backers on board and pledges change with two of the three days left until it's over. It's more than enough to get the order of the first printed edition of the comic for all our backers. But like, there's no way for the backers to to give him money because once the Kickstarter fails, the project's done, right? Like. Yeah, he's not going to get any of that money. I'm just, I'm, I'm going through right now because I just noticed in each update, he just posts like a bunch of pages from the comic. Um, yeah. Also, the way that you apparently get your copy delivered to you is just to email him. Wow. So I guess if you, like hypothetically, if I wanted like an asshole, I could just email him and there'd be no way for him to know. Um, but oh. one, two, three, four five six seven eight he's posted in this one update eight pages of artwork if your comic is 24 pages 8 16 24 you've just posted a third of your comic online for free I mean, it does let people know that they're getting a comic <laughs> that's you know? true then that that's genuinely good but combine that with everything that he's posted online online looks like in the video one two three Four. So in the video, he has at least four pages of content. Wow. So I already have two thirds of the book. Yeah. And, you know, and in update 10, oh, look at this. He has more pages. And update seven, one, two, so, three, so, four. Some of these five. weren't actual. Oh, these are actual pages. Yeah. So you get yeah. a comic there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he has like almost every single page. 
Oh no, this is a different comic. This is oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, okay, that's, that's yeah. What did we learn here? We learned that his story is bad, and <laughs> no, no, I mean like the way he presented the Kickstarter was bad. Yeah. And and that he doesn't have enough pledge things, and that he asked for way too much. <laughs> like, I way, think like oh, if he'd I'll asked for a thousand dollars, this was a successful Kickstarter, and that markets well. You know, people see successful ones and they pledge because they want to get the comic, but they don't want to like go through the hassle of a failed Kickstarter, you know? I think, so. I think the lesson is also, whenever you do a Kickstarter, I don't know who you are, and you have to tell me again, like, are you, how do I know you're just not going to take the money and run? You know, like, make things clear. Like, don't tell me everything, but, like, at least show a picture of yourself and say, hi this is me this is how you know i'm not gonna take your money and run right like <laughs> hey maybe maybe lead with the fact that you have already done a kickstarter and that you've made comics before you so know? brian uh yeah, does yeah. this make you feel better about your own uh, oh, this, prospects this yeah. definitely improves my day like by far okay. i have i have nothing but confidence now i mean and you think about it anthologies should have the highest success rate because you have 30 people with built-in people that they're going to ask to support your Kickstarter, you know? So like you should have no problem. You're, you're going through the hassle of doing all the work to print it and compile it. And yeah. they, you know, they ideally will ask their friends to support the Kickstarter so that they can have the work, you know, that is, that is definitely a big pro for doing that. Um, is that I, there's already a big audience. Something I'm, I'm very grateful for. Yeah, uh, I think we had Drew Leonard on the show. He, he did Future Sci-Fi Tales, and that was like how he became a comic book oh, yeah. publisher. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a great guy. I've, I've submitted a few stories to him in the past. Um, I think I'm going to be in his new book too. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like that that was like his his origin story. You know, that was like how he got into comics. So awesome. so the anthologies. Yeah. So it, it can be done, Brian. You should go out and do it. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to, you can't stop me now. Now, since I backed myself into a quarter and now I have to do this. Yeah, pretty much. Remember, uh, we learned something. Word it correctly. Yes, be clear. <laughs> More be than sense. two. Yeah. And ask for $10,000, right? Yeah, like, yeah I mean, I'm going to ask for like 2000 man. I, mean, I could definitely do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but be careful because um, if you get like, more than 300 backers then you're that certain amount doesn't work for the printing costs yeah. it's, oh it's just like a little numbers game isn't it oh it is it is the biggest numbers game of all and i'm excited cool <laughs> so uh well thanks for coming on the podcast again i mean hey thanks for having me and my friend duffy back for thanks for so <laughs> Oh yeah. Also, for those people who are wondering why I'm looking up and to the right, I'm following along. I've got multiple monitors. I'm following along to what they're saying on my own screen. <laughs> it's actually Eric's a workaholic, and he was doing some accounting. No, actually, yeah. I was not. I, I should have been. That would that would have been a smart move, but I chose not to do that. So oh I, my I gosh! Follow along and be present in the conversation. No, it's cool. And also, most people are listening to this, not watching this. Yeah. So that is true. It is very true.
So uh, let's say goodbye to our guest, Derek. <laughs> yeah, let's say goodbye now. Thank you, Brian, for coming on. Thank you for coming back. We would love to have you back again if you ever so choose to. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're always going to be my my first uh, choice of podcast to uh, be guests on. So Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing this anthology on Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, maybe, and we look forward to yeah, seeing some Eric's artwork inside of it. So Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, here's hoping. So. <laughs> and Andy will put in a good word about that art, uh, I think. So uh, cool. Well, bye. All right. See you. Bye. Thank you to Brian Judge for Thanks, doing Brian. that. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Thanks, Brian or Karen. Whatever. One and only by. comics. One and only comics is his uh, Instagram and his website. Uh, go check it out. He's got some really, really funny stuff. Really, really good stuff too. Uh, buy his book. Description down below. Smashtacular, the Smashtacular crime smash killer. Yep. Yeah, he's got other books on his website too, and yeah. and uh, most of what he does is on Instagram and free. Uh, but you can support an artist uh, making um, putting stuff out there. Um, and when he well. gets on, when he gets on Kickstarter in a couple of weeks, because we convinced because he convinced himself he has to. Uh, <laughs> we convinced him. I feel like we did a lot of work there. I think you did most of the legwork. I'm just saying, finally, like, oh, yeah, nope, I agree with you. Yep, I agree with you there. Next, also, I agree with you. He's looking up into the right, like, oh. Yeah. Like JD from Scrubs, looking like up into the right. No, I you were you were present. I, I knew that you would have spoken up if there was anything to add. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, listeners? Yes. Right, we listeners, have, yes. We have faith in Eric. Um, okay, so we, hey, what are we doing now? Have you read any comic books lately? Uh, I, one comes to mind, but I want to I want to know if you have. I read one. It's a comic book called Curses. Oh, Curses comic. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, by uh, Joe Cassiel, Jacob Fleming, and Paul Hobbs. Paul Hobbs, the editor. Yes. That's... Why haven't we met Paul Hobbs? I don't know. Maybe he's a mysterious editor. For those of you who are uh, listening just for Brian Judge, uh, these guys were on our podcast last week. And, uh, well, two weeks ago, uh, quick explanation. Uh, I had a death in the family that I had to take care of last, last week. Um, there was a funeral, so uh, no episode, uh, sadly. But uh, So our last episode, Joseph Castile and Jacob Fleming. Uh, check them out. Um, but we're reviewing their Curses number three which is currently a Kickstarter campaign, which we, we literally just talked about yeah. uh, in this episode. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely. Well, we're going to go through the review, but I'd mm -hmm. say support that Kickstarter too. Support that Kickstarter. It's a very good comic, and they actually have proof of concept already in that they've already written three comics already. And they have the, the bones for the rest of them. As, mm -hmm. as they say. Uh, okay, so comic book review. Gosh, season two, are we doing the same comic book kind of reviews? Where we do what we do, the plots, the characters. Yeah, we're doing that. Okay, yeah, so okay. what's the plot, Eric? Uh, so this is a continuation from after episode two. So um, we're introduced to two new characters. We're formally introduced to two new characters, um, both of which have kind of had been brought by passing me. Uh, the first is Harold, 
who is a former professor. And it's kind of, and so they're going through and they're discovering why these mummies are now appearing. And they're already, and they're kind of trying to come up with a plan of action, like how they're going to solve these problems. So, okay. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't want to spoil but, stuff. But. but they meet an Egyptologist and then they have to get help from an ex boyfriend? or Not an ex boyfriend. Uh, I think it was like a classmate of theirs. Classmate? Yeah, just like kind of a, uh, yeah, the comic relief, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what about. So, does that cover the plot? Do we get through the plot? Yeah, it covers the plot. Um, other thing that, that I want to discuss that's not necessarily a huge part of the plot, they're the giant rant about Star Wars. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in the je ne sais quoi. Oh, the je ne sais quoi. That's a French term. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, all right, so what about the art? What are we talking here? Um, the arts, uh, I have always really liked their art. Um, they're very good at blending colors together to make a very solid stuff. Um, their use of backgrounds, sometimes simple, sometimes very good, um, yeah. depending on what it is. So um, uh, just for example, there's the time that they're talking the car park, I thought that was just done very well. Like it was a very full scenes done together. I thought it showed really, really well. Um, yeah. Also just um, when they visit the comic book store, again, good full backgrounds, stuff like that as well. When they visit the library, again, great just full story. I, I really used to write their artwork. Like they do very good characters. They, my favorite thing that they do is like, I like how they blend colors together. So that it, there's never like a jump from like red to white or whatever. It always fades into each other, which is done very, very well. Yeah. Uh, with the art, you know, what's funny is like we read the first two comics on their website. So I don't have them as downloads, which I usually have like an archive of the comics of, that we read. Um, so I can't verify this, but I feel like this comic has a lot more frames per page. Um, it like, does, I think. Like well, also page interesting. two here has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, which is a lot for a comic book. Yeah. Eight frames. Also, like he would this uh, this one like more so than the rest. I thought it had like more just stuff put into it because this is like a very much a bridging episode. It's like we know where they're coming from and now this is showing where they're going. Yeah, one of these action pages has 14 panels on the page, which is a great, like if you were approaching a, an artist as like a, with a script, they would come back and say, I'm not doing this comic as a 14 page panel page, you know, like they just, it just doesn't seem like it should be done, but that's like kind of the genius of doing your own stuff. You know, yeah. you can fit it all. They can, uh, you're able to fit in a lot more than just, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 It's just done. It's yeah. It's done really, really well. I'm very impressed. Um, and uh, we know that he does everything by hand, which too. is yeah, which is different from the second issue because the second issue he did by computer. No, no, no. Uh, he drew it by hand. Uh huh. Um, and the colors were different in issue two, in issue. Uh, and they were digitally done by someone else, um, which we did. did. We ended up not liking, but. Uh, but this this color is back to 
takes back might... to the first one, which I think was the best. I Honestly, think... Eric, it's still digital color. Um, but he did it himself, though. Yeah, it's. I think it shows yeah. that like just better coloring. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, it's just his own coloring, right? Yeah. Which fits his own art. Yeah. I think it. Yeah, honestly, I, I think it just like this had to be his project. I think you know. Um, so now we talk about the colors, which you really like talking about uh, the color of this comic. Uh, but we're supposed to talk about it after the art, Eric. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what about the colors? I thought the colors are what really stood out to me the most. It's like I really like when they did talk about stuff in the past versus just like action stuff. I thought the colors were vibrant. They stood out from each other, and it gave a good feel of like like what the characters are feeling or like what the characters are going through. So like, yeah, when the characters are like are like frustrated they're more bright when the characters are um like more despair they're dark when they're talking about the past they have like this weird green tint stuff like that yeah uh yeah there's this trick they say like when you're putting together a book and you're looking at the finished colors like mm -hmm. if you can zoom out and view like multiple pages at a time and like scroll through the whole comic does the tone change in each scene you know, is it like, are are the scenes distinguishable? And in this this case, I think they definitely are. You know, uh, they're in a car for a while. It's kind of bluey. One of the attacks is very purple. The uh, memories are very green. You know, yeah. and then the, the final the final fight in this book is like all orange. You know. Yeah, it's orange. Well, there's there's a reason why it to be orange. I'm not gonna spoil it. Yeah, we don't um, want to spoil anything, but. Yeah. Yeah. But like the eyes of the mummies are, I always thought are done very very well because like they seem to like be bright purple. They go out, and they remind me of like old. The coloring has this Archie feeling. It does. It kind but, of reminds me of old Archie, but but there's a lot of gradients, which makes it modern. You know, yeah. and and there's a lot of like neon pinks and oranges that are also kind of like they weren't on that printing the the four color printing in the day back in the day you know so um yeah so i i just think it's a really well done it's really well done yeah, yeah it's, re it's really really well done it's very entertaining very well done okay so then the je ne sais quoi that's a french term okay what's what's it for you um i like to see like this it's just a story developing that i thought is really good with actually interesting and distinct characters. Um, and then just kind of like how each character like has their own perspective, their own wants. And so that's kind of what it is for me. It's kind of like, I like this expanding universe that I'm being brought and in, sucked into. That's what, to me, it is. Okay. I thought you were going to go with the Star Wars thing. I also uh <laughs> love the Star Wars thing. Let me bring it up. They, I, I'm a completely unrelated like uh, tangent to the entire story. They dedicate an entire page to just bash on Star Wars Episode Eight, which I agree wholeheartedly. It's <laughs> the right thing to do. Like whenever I give it a chance, but like, do you take do you like, do you take your sweet lofty wife Eric Schwartz? I instead of saying I do it, like fuck Star Wars Episode Eight. I do. Okay, you feel you feel better. I do feel better. Okay. Uh all right. For me, 
-hmm. I think the je ne sais quoi of this book series is the very well thought out um, mystery of like what what's causing mummies. I mean, mummies are so refreshing to deal with. You know, there was I mean, there were those Brendan Fraser movies, but like really, mummies have not been around since the 50s you know as like monsters that that anyone like actually cares about you know you see a mummy you're like oh i can't eat me can't do anything you know i got toilet paper at home but like these could be scared about a mummy right so like i've really i've really appreciated the fact that mummies are the main character the main like villain of this story and that it's like an interesting take on that also that it's not um zombies because zombies have been done so much right right exactly no yeah. exactly yeah we're that's... also at the point like is the world like where like, people i think will be upset if the world ends by anything other than a zombie apocalypse right do i have to like wonder if the, if like egypt's mummy curses are appropriation now is that something we should talk about? <laughs> no, because I don't think it is. Okay. I mean, because video two is like, I don't think it is just because I, I don't think like the curse of the mummy is like when you invade the tomb to right get stuff, not from the mummy itself. Like you're supposed to get cursed with bad luck. Like the person that the person that the first went into King Tut's tomb. Yeah. Um. He like died, but like everyone else was fine. Like, because technically, the first boy to enter into it, or the first person to enter into it, was a 13 year old Egyptian boy because they shoved a hole and the hole wasn't big enough for everyone to get through, except for this 13 year old boy. So they shoved him through and then they gave him a light. They said, yeah. just walk around. And he lived to be like 101. So I don't think there is <laughs> such a thing as like the King Tut's curse, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, but like uh, appropriation is like taking things from other cultures, and I know I'm saying okay. we're I don't know we're taking things from other cultures, and also by the way, like thanks. It depends who you talk to. I'm not okay. going to get into it right now because I don't think I won't come out looking well by it. So. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to let you off the hook. Okay, I was just thanks. it was just a passing thought. Yeah, um, I don't think we. We'll I think we fine. I was it was a passing thought of like why there aren't more mummy things, you know, that's all. That's all it is, you know. Why aren't there more mummies? Is it because it's appropriation? I don't know. I just don't I just think it's just like wasn't the most popular thing in the world. I mean, cuz technically like aren't vampires from Transylvania, so technically isn't that appropriation? <laughs> no, dummy. <laughs> no, like mummies are actual things in the world, right? Yeah, like relics and um, and they're like actual people that were wrapped up. So that's all. But yeah, anyway, okay. Uh, we'll just uh, we're gonna leave that appropriation talk somewhere else. But anyway, I really do appreciate the good mummy story, even with that uh weird line of thought. I just I just really like mummies as a no, it was a very good story. I'm very happy we got to read it. Like they came back and we got to read their next one. And I'm excited for episode four. Or Me episode too. Four. Yeah. Comic book four. Okay. So on a scale between um a cow chewing cud 
and looking uh, dully off into the distance. Wait, so is that the bad one or is that the good one? And <laughs> <laughs> being the cud, uh, what would you give this guy? Wait, so it's being the cud, the bad or the good one? Uh, I guess I would rate this as going between the third and the fourth stomach. You know, <laughs> at this point, you, you you realize you're almost there. You got that great feeling of like having a mission accomplished, but you're not all the way there. Okay. So it was good to you? Yeah. Okay. It was good to me. Okay. So Keegan, <laughs> rating this between... Uh, Getting yelled at for cultural appropriation uh, to being invited by them to experience the culture firsthand. How would you rate this? I would rate this as uh, being at like a... Huh. This is like being at a Taco Bell... <laughs> <laughs> In in Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> I don't know if they actually exist. They exist in Mexico. I don't think so. It's I don't got, think so. It's, it's got like... the flavor of home, but it's <laughs> but the danger of being in a, a new Even place. American restaurant. <laughs> there it's is a the, there I mean, is a Chinese restaurant in China now that does American Chinese food. American Chinese food? Wow. Yeah, but they have to order their products from America because they don't have anything <laughs> low quality enough to get in China. Like, because there's no MSG and stuff like in China. So, like, oh my God. Right, I guess we'll go order it from America. Ugh, that's just so <laughs> sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I really like this. Uh, I like the, I like this issue too. Like, it was not, a good issue. Yeah, I'm serious. I like the issue. Yeah, by itself as a standalone, it was a good issue. Yeah. And by part of the entire story arc, I thought it was a good issue. Yeah, I really hope these guys have a successful yeah. campaign. I hope that they get there by the time that this comes out, that they're at $11,222 at least. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. So, review done. Anything else? No. Ah, you're supposed to say I got my script done, Keegan. I got oh, my he, script he, done and I'm ready. Oh, I did not do that though. I don't okay. want to lie to people. And I, I also did not prepare my comic for you to read. So okay. uh, next week we're gonna talk about our projects for sure. Like or 100%. the week after that. Nope. Next week. Or the week after. Nope. Or the week after. Nope. Set set a goal and and try and stick to it. Okay. So we'll we'll say next week and try we'll and stick to week. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, life happens and uh, don't beat yourself up. That's like mm -hmm. my goal, you know. But set a goal and like if you can't do it, don't beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. But if you don't set the goal, then you'll never get it done. Yep. Uh, cool, man. Uh, hey, this was a fun episode. Thanks to Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank, Thank you to uh, Curse Comics. And we still need a cash phrase. We do. We're two colorful guys. No, we already said it didn't work because it, it's, it's putting us into too much of a niche. We, what about girls? And what about the fact that you know some comics are black and white? What about the fact that we don't swear? It doesn't work, Keegan. <laughs> but we're, we're eccentrics. 
-hmm. So we're colorful. That's that's the colorful use. Yeah. No. No. I, okay. I, I'm not a Manic Pixie dream boy. If you ever said yes at the beginning, uh -huh. I would know for sure if it was a yes at the end because you you don't have time for it <laughs> at the end. You're like, just no. No. No, no, yeah. no. I at the beginning, you're like, I don't really like that. This is my reason. And, uh, it's kind of funny, Keegan. Nice try, you know. But at the end of the episode, you're like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> No, I don't have time for this. For God's sakes, no! I'm not calling myself that. There still is the time that I, we spent 20 minutes just yelling at each other and couldn't get through a two-minute goodbye because we were so pissed off. And part of it was whatever that catchphrase of the week was because it was such a bad catchphrase. Yeah. All right. Uh, my name's Keegan. I'm Eric. Uh, your your nephew is seven. Seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, who are we before we go? Uh, dumb comic creators. Thank you. Bye. Why is, why is that a thank you? Well, because you last time I said, I said and, who are, and who are we together? You're like, podcasting? But you said, what are we? What are what are we doing? And what are what, we? It was like, we are the dumb comic creators. It was a perfect time. It was an alley-oop. Instead of like grabbing the ball, you kicked me in the shins. <laughs> what are we together? And what are we together? We're the dumb concreters. You're like, here's the alley. And like, you were supposed to go oop, but instead you're like, kicking the shins and laugh. <laughs> I do like a good shin kick. It's the worst part of your body to kick. Except for unmentionables. All right. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.